Welcome to Chief's Chat, a look at public safety issues and initiatives in the city of Crystal, a fully developed northwest suburb of Minneapolis in Minnesota. We are your hosts, Chief Stephanie Revering and Chief Sarah Larson with the West Metro Fire Rescue District. We are pleased to have special guests with us today, our Public Works Director, Mark Ray. Welcome, Mark, and thank you for being here. It's good to be here. Always fun to hang out with you, too. Sarah and I, when we first started the podcast here last year, we, we talked about a little bit about us, but we always like to talk about w- with any guests that we bring on. We want to get to know them a little bit better and obviously have our listening audience get to know. So we'll go around the room, the room, and see what everybody loves about their job. And Mark, first of all, tell, tell the audience how long you've been in your current role here in Crystal and then what is it that you love about your current position. So as crazy as it sounds, we're coming up on six years here okay. with the city of Crystal. When I was in high school and middle school, I did some stage crew, right? So it's kind of behind the scenes with productions, just making things happen. And I very much see public works as, as a, a, a professional way of doing the same thing, where we generally are behind the scenes, uh, whether it be streets and transportation, water, sanitary sewer, parks, buildings, kind of making those things happen. And, and most of our residents, which is exactly what's supposed to happen, go about their daily life not even realizing that there were things happening behind the scenes to make that happen. So when they got up in the morning, the water worked, the shower worked, when they flushed the toilet, everything was taken away and treated. They were able to get to where they wanted to go safely. I mean, and that doesn't just happen. And so I really enjoy kind of being behind the scenes, kind of that stage crew role, making making normal happen. It's awesome. Sarah, same question. How long have you been in your current role, and what do you love about your job? Um, I was interim chief beginning in 2012 and became fire chief in 2013. What I love most about my job... Other than working with us, of course. Right. You know, right. That being said, <laughs> is actually being able to help somebody when they need it. To be given the resources and the personnel to actually mitigate or make a difference when someone is having a horrible day. And that just means everything to me. And it's also serving the men and women that are on the department. I take a great sense of pride in doing my best to serve them as well. It's awesome. So I've been I've been police chief. And you step. <laughs> I've been yeah. Uh, I've been police chief. It'll be nine years this year, and the time has gone. And I'm not kidding. It's gone very fast. I would agree with you, Sarah, that um, for me, it it truly is, even though people say is law enforcement a calling, it wasn't a calling for me. However, helping people um, is truly a calling for me. But one of the things that I absolutely love about my job is stuff like this, right? New things that we have come up with to find reasons to connect with our residents in a more efficient manner and to make sure that our residents are getting what it is that they truly do deserve, right? Which is our service. And when you say the piece about serving the folks that you lead, right? That's one thing that I've learned over the last nine years is the importance of recognizing that the frontline people day in and day out, right? Every single day, whether it be public works, fire or police that are out there on the ground, boots on the ground, as we say, they truly are the unsung heroes. I I get that we talk about heroes and, and what they do, but they really, every single day, they're doing something heroic that that they don't get recognized for. So for me, I agree, Sarah, that it's it's about serving them and making sure that we're leading our folks in a manner that's respectable. So, I think that's why it's important too that you know we all have the relationship we do because we're here to support our staff, right. and they're the ones out there doing it in the cold and the heat, whatever. And so to whatever 
extent we can help facilitate making their lives easier. I mean, that's, to me, that is like one of the ultimate measures of success is when our staff have the tools and resources they need to be awesome at their job. Absolutely. That's like, all right, I feel good about that. We did it right. Yeah. We did do it right. Yeah. See, teamwork, which is all about this podcast. (laughs) Over the last several years, we've been fortunate to have a cohesive and collaborative working relationship between public works and our fire department and our police department. We pride ourselves in our ability to create a great team environment for our respective departments. So, Mark, with that said, what is it that you have done with public works and your leadership with regards to teamwork and how it builds into public safety? Well, I think it's exactly that, is just trying to communicate the message to the staff that, look, we're part of the the public safety team in terms of the city's ability to respond to our residents at their time of need, and there are resources and tools that we can bring to problems that are different from police and fire, and that's not good or bad. It's just that is what we can do, and so when we look at problems, it's how is it a team response to a situation, not, you know, who can get there. It's how can we bring the right thing to the problem. And, Sarah, as we... The police and fire departments, for teamwork purposes with public works, what I have noticed in the last couple years is the communication that Mark has brought to not only the two of us but to our respective departments. Has that changed for you and your department with regards to teamwork and the the amount of communication that's now been happening? Oh, yeah. At first, when public works was on scene, it was absolutely a surprise. And now it's expected. With the collaboration on storm mode, you working with us and for us to communicate the information that we need communicated to Hennepin County EOC is absolutely fabulous. The coordination of efforts at those times to make sure that we're not both doing the same thing, that we have the resources out where we need them has just been fantastic. Yeah, I think really, I mean, I look at that, the tornado, the first recorded tornado in, you know, in City Crystal history last summer, and from a response standpoint, I literally don't know what we would have done differently. You know, we were all in communication an hour before the storm hit, just saying, hey, something might be up, you know, and we started the communication, and, and as soon as that warning went off, we were moving forces and in an organized response because we very much are consistent in how we do that, and so everybody knows their roles, and they kind of snap too, and we got the job done pretty quick. Absolutely. So for our listening audience, they're listening to our public works director, Mark Ray, our fire chief and police chief, and you're noticing the the teamwork that we all have with one another because we have worked together for quite a number of years together now. And with regards to communication tools and efforts that not only do we have internally, but talk about, Mark, the external communication tools that we have for our residents. Well, I think going back to the is a great example. So when we, we quickly realized we had wires down and tree branches down and maybe some localized flooding going on. And so, yeah, we absolutely did the kind of the normal stuff. You'll see something on Twitter or on Facebook. But then we've also signed up with Code Red, which is an alerting software that residents can opt into, which allowed us to do a direct message that way. And also anybody who uses the app can get an alert, whether it's from West Metro Fire or if they're traveling, they can get an alert if there's something going on there too. Um, and then finally, there are some some other options, especially for like snow parking restrictions. You can get direct emails from the city or check in the website too. So we really try to, to meet people where they're at. We understand there's a lot of different communication tools out there. But I'd recommend you know residents look at the options, whether it be signing up for Code Red, following us on Facebook or Twitter, 
or just periodically monitoring the city website. Agreed. And, you know, from the police department perspective, obviously um, we do have our own social media networks, either Facebook, Twitter, um, or other tools that we use uh, through Nextdoor. And one of the things that for public works that is very helpful for, I know, the police department and also for its residents is whenever there's a, for example, a storm, either it be a snowstorm, a thunderstorm, rainstorm in this upcoming spring, Mark, you notify us in one way or another so that we can get that out to our social media pages. What do you recommend for our residents as far as being not just being a part of our Facebook page, but what can they do to be more engaged with us? Well, I think kind of going back to just sharing the message, too, and just so everybody knows, we don't share every weather, everything. So we should not be seen as a primary source for weather information. But if we're seeing something where things might kind of be on the more extreme, severe end, that's where we look to just push information out to residents. Um, we obviously encourage them to follow National Weather Service, Chanhassen, or Twin Cities. They're looking for a specific weather information. Um, as far as engaging with us just for information flow, I think the biggest thing is using social media. We've done a lot of stuff just making short YouTube videos, too, trying to explain city operations. You know, we are all very good at what we do, um, but I think a lot of our stuff is kind of behind the scenes. And so we're trying to leverage YouTube as a social media platform to, to educate our residents about the cool stuff we do to serve them every day. And events that are happening. We use ours mostly for publicizing events that we're going to be doing within the city, where we're going to be at. You know what I mean? I think that's really important for communities to understand and know. I think it's also very different, too. I mean, you know, the way public works would use it is different than police and fire in terms of, you know, you are all very out there doing social stuff for us. We use it more in trying to educate about public work stuff, about preparative messages. Uh, for example, during the really cold, you know, what are some things people can do to keep their pipes from freezing inside their buildings? And then police, obviously, I assume people are more interested in the, the law enforcement criminal information with you all. Mm-hmm. That That is definitely true. And one of the things with our communication tools that we have for the police department is we utilize our Facebook page a ton. And part of the reason we do that is to make sure that our residents get the information that they deserve to hear, right? Whether that be criminal activity, whether it be events like Fire Chief Larson's talking about and various other things. This podcast is most likely going to be probably out here within the next uh, week or two, which means we're still in winter mode. And one of those things that we always seem to talk about in the wintertime has to do with snowbird and snow restrictions and just in general snow plowing. So, Mark, what is it that our residents need to know from both a public work standpoint but also from public safety that they need to do when a blizzard happens or just in general more than two inches of snow happens. Well, I think the biggest thing in general is if there is snow on the road, slow down, give yourself some extra time and definitely some extra space. Beyond those driving fundamentals, as we kind of go into the parking restrictions, uh, it's important to understand that we put plows on the road anytime there's roughly over a half inch of snow, kind of doing what we call a mains and hills route, uh, which is obviously the busier roads in the city to try to keep mobility happening on those. So even if there isn't a snow parking restriction in place, we always encourage our residents to not park on the road. Uh, if it is snowing, we might be out plowing. From the, the regulation standpoint, technically when it's over an inch and a half, we do have snow parking restrictions in the city, and so no on-street parking is allowed um, once those restrictions go into effect until the, the alley or street is plowed edge to edge. For information on when those go into effect, you obviously can sign up for Code Red. We'll do a, an alert through there. Social media, we push the message out. We also have an email list that, that information goes out to as well. Um, so that's the big thing. Uh, we definitely appreciate residents' compliance. You know, Our goal is, at least from law enforcement too, is our goal is never to, to ticket and tow. 
Our goal is to plow the road, and we do a better job, a more efficient job when there aren't vehicles on the road. So that's really the end state that we're looking for, and we appreciate residents uh, helping us get there. Sarah, what is it from a fire department's perspective as far as um, when we're in the winter months, what can residents do to help the firefighters when they have to go on scene of a fire? Well, one thing that is really, really important is shoveling out hydrants. Anytime we get a significant amount of snow <clears throat> with the plows and everything like that, those hydrants get covered up. So if you have one in your general vicinity, if you could shovel it out like three feet around it, that would be great and give us access to the street from it. That is so incredibly helpful so we don't have to dig to find it, and it just makes our job a lot easier. And then with the parking restrictions, I think, are really important, especially for fire, because we need to have access to your house. And as there's snow, there's less room on the road. And getting our big engines positioned in the, the correct place for any kind of fire is very helpful when there's not vehicles on the road. So. I think one of the big things that come along with that is uh, I think people give us more credit than we're due for our plowing abilities. I mean, at the end of the day, we have a blade going down a road that pushes snow from the center of the road to the edge of the road. Um, you know, our drivers can't, I mean, it's, it's basically physics as they go down there and they're pushing it to the side. And so we can't magically steer snow one place, not others. Um, our goal is to get off the road as quickly and as efficiently as possible. The analogy I use is imagine shoveling your driveway, but you can't ever actually pick up your shovel to throw the snow. All you can do is push it to the side. Functionally, that's what we do. Perfect. All right. Well, Mark, I could not thank you enough for joining us today. That's it for our show. I want to thank you for listening to Chiefs Cast. Episodes are released quarterly and are posted on the City of Crystal's website and via social media. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play Music, and other podcast applications. If you have an idea for an episode, feedback, or want to get in touch, you can connect with us at stephanie.revering at crystalmn.gov. Until next time, take care.